Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you are listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. That's not a lie. You are listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are doing well and all caught up on your Christmas shopping. Those families that are, you know, they always say, uh, what do they say? They're like, we're not going to buy any presents. We're going to just buy presents for other people and give them all away. Mm -hmm. I think that's so admirable. Mm -hmm. But give them to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So what's the story of today? It's going to be the uh, Smollett. <laughs> okay, you got to tell the joke since we were just talking about it. My delivery isn't good, but we had heard before, what was it on Megyn Kelly, where she interviewed the guy that had been assaulted by mm-hmm. Don Lemon. Yeah. And yeah, under those circumstances, there was some very nasty behavior by Don Lemon, at least alleged. And I guess there is a lawsuit but um, anyway, him sticking his hand in his pants and then putting his finger under this gentleman's nose. And so the joke goes that he, one of the things that he said with regard to this was, smell it. <laughs> I, I think he was almost saying something like that. But anyway. It's so, it's so bad <laughs> and ridiculous. But if that can get you to stop giggling. Let's yeah, go, let's yeah. Go for then it it'll be worth it. Yep. Um, okay, so this is kind of the latest on the Jesse Smollett. Um, obviously, we know what happened. He basically, well, he he's he's an actor for the show Empire. Which had you ever heard of it before no. the story came out? No. Okay, and have you even watched an episode? Never. Do you would you ever watch an episode? I really have had no desire to, but. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel the same. Uh, So basically, he is in a niche show that's that very few people are ever going to watch. And I think that based on what he was seeing in this cultural environment, he thought to himself, hey, maybe I could capitalize on capitalize on what's happening culturally and cause a fake attack. And nothing is loved more in this country than a victim Mm, mm -hmm. and so he he basically plans this attack in my opinion he did a very poor job but i think i also can't blame him you know based on the way that we've been Mm, mm -hmm. culturally they don't the mainstream news media doesn't care as we saw how they believed everything he said you know you would think would he think they wouldn't investigate Maybe he figured, well, they'll never be able to find these alleged perpetrators. I don't know if there was camera footage that you know he wasn't aware of. I, I'm just not sure how he thought he would get away with this. But I guess then most folks that commit crimes feel like they're going to get away with them, and then surprise, you know, there still are some investigators out there doing their job. I wonder why. Like, that's so messed up (laughs) that they're doing their job. Uh, Here, let's see. This is... um, Here's your 60-second hot list from GMA Today. The Jesse Smollett What happened that night, Jesse? As I was crossing the intersection, I heard Empire, and I didn't answer. I kept walking, and then I heard... 
empire. So I turned around and I said, did you just say to me? He said, this MAGA country punches me right in the face. So I punched his ass back. Why did you hesitate to call the police? There's a level of pride there. As a gay man, you were considered somehow to be weak, and I'm not weak. What do you feel people need to hear the most? I just want young people, young members of the LGBTQ community, young black children, to know how strong that they are. She plays a time... <laughs> they are so strong. So that was his like initial statement when it uh, first he, occurred? They, he did this sit-down interview uh, with Robin Roberts uh, for Good Morning America. Mm. And it was like 16 minutes. Feel free to watch it, uh, listeners. I I won't make you do that. I don't I don't hate you that much. Uh, but yeah, it's basically this whole, you know, then they, they said to me, Empire. And, you know, I'm not used to being called like by Empire. That's my job. I work on the show. And uh, yeah, so the details of the story are fascinating. Um, yeah, he he claims that then, yeah, it's these white men and they put a noose over his neck and he tightens the noose to show the cops, you know, that for sure that this noose was on his neck. Just all, all kinds of crazy things. So that was at the moment of... Him being attacked. Yeah. Supposedly. Or, or when the police came. Yes. He had the noose on his neck and he showed it demonstrated yes he wanted he wanted them to know for sure uh -huh. um <laughs> uh yeah and then a lot of people immediately didn't believe it mm. so what is it that has you so angry is it the the attackers it's the is attackers it but it's also the attacks it's like you know at first it was a thing of like listen if i tell the truth then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you, how do you not believe that? It's the truth. And then it became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. Well, hey there. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Boy, to think now of, you know, just the, you know, all, all the planning toward deception, and then he's talking about the truth. Wow. Yeah, it, it is. It's weird. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, and so uh, basically, this all went to court, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> there were weird things that came out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, for example, well, basically, the two attackers that were white were really black. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They were brothers. And they're twin brothers. Mm. And I think they helped train him. They're very physically fit. They're attractive looking guys. Um, were they and, security maybe for him too? Yeah, I think for the show or something mm. along those lines. But mm. he paid them to do this with him. Mm. And they were wearing like white face and MAGA hats, uh, which if you ever did that in Chicago, like you'd be shot immediately. Mm. You, you just you just don't do that. Right. Uh, even wearing a MAGA hat here in East Texas is even a little risky mm -hmm. and that is mm -hmm. east texas mm -hmm. so uh i don't think jesse would have been in danger it would have been these men in danger <laughs> uh but yeah they staged the attack they knew where the cameras were and um and then even he was if he had gotten away with it if jesse had guess who would have gotten in trouble these two brothers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it was really messed up what he was doing mm -hmm. 
He pays the guys to do this, and then he wants them in trouble for what he did. You know, he perhaps he was hoping that they wouldn't be identified or discovered whatsoever. Yeah. But obviously we could just surmise if they would be identified, they would then have to turn on him, I, I would think. You know, would they... You know, what could they do? Say, no, I really was white. Or, you know, they, <laughs> the, the makeup was only skin deep. And they would, <laughs> they would be identified for their true color. And they would, you know, have to explain their actions as they were facing serious charges. They would, um, yeah, to continue in the lie would be very, very difficult. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, that's the problem with lies. It just continues and continues. Um, and you can't, at some mm -hmm. point, you have to give it up and tell the truth. And so he was, uh, in a lot of his messages in the courtroom, uh, they had the N-word. And so the the lawyers were reading the messages, and he said, hey, you need to stop doing that. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, that was his text. Yes. He yeah, hey, maybe don't text it then. That's right. Try that. Uh, but yeah, there were a lot of tweets as well from people that mm. immediately believed him. What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Who said that? Joe Biden, mm. our president. Mm. Was the one about a modern day lynching? Yeah, I think there was another one about that. Mm. It's insane. Mm. Um, okay, so let's let's go to kind of the results of what's happened. The city of Chicago will sue Jesse Smollett for more than $130,000 for allegedly wasting police resources on his hate crime hoax. Joining me now, Brandon Tatum, former Tucson police officer and author of A Beaten Black and Blue, Being a Black Cop in an America Under Siege. Good morning to you, Brandon. And, you know, it sounds like this lawsuit is more about proving a point than trying to get the money back. What do you think about this? Well, I think it's appropriate that, that they sue him because he did waste a lot of resources. You know, I blame the Chicago Police Department as well because they shouldn't have never uh, went so far to investigate such a ridiculous accusation. And, you know, we all know, I mean, anybody can see it from the, from the very beginning of it, that Justice Millett made this up. There was no way in the world two white guys screaming MAGA country beat him up in the middle of the night. And so the police department, you know, they had some responsibility. And the only reason that they took this so seriously and put those resources behind him because he was a celebrity. So mm -hmm. uh, they should be ashamed of doing that. But he needs to pay back that money. He wasted resources. You know, Brandon, I think the reason he staged this hate crime hoax to be with says a lot about where we are as a country where there is a desire to be a victim because you can now use it to get ahead. Uh, this is a relatively new cultural phenomenon. Uh, what do you make of that and what that means for the future of this country? Well, it's daunting for the future of this country if this continues. But what it says to me is that, you know, racism and, and this, these hate crimes are so dead in America that people have to make them up. Um, it's, you know, I, I consider racism in our country to be on life support. But Jesse and these other people who are looking for um, an excuse to fail in his life, in his lifetime, uh, they use these things to, to their advantage. But it's sad. It's ridiculous. And I really want to clarify something for the people who are viewing this. Just because 
someone reports a hate crime doesn't mean it's officially um, verified as a hate crime. Anybody can report a hate crime. And so when they have numbers that show up that say there's an increase in hate crime uh, reporting, that, that, that means absolutely nothing. I mean, people can uh, say whatever they want to say until it's verified or the investigation has led it to be true. Um, it's just an accusation. Yeah, well, he is facing that lawsuit from Chicago police. He's, his legal team's also facing another lawsuit from the Asandaro brothers. So certainly more to come on that front. In the meantime, uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus, he was just confirmed to lead CBP, Customs and Border Protection. And to get a sense of where he stands on the border issue, uh, take a listen to what he had to say during his confirmation hearing. Watch this. I'm not sure, does it really matter whether we call it a, a major challenge, a crisis? Fact, is there a crisis or is there not a crisis at the border? Give me the Senator, I would say that. All right. So, <laughs> is that changing topics on us here? Yeah, they did. Uh -huh. It's frustrating. Okay, so uh, basically, some interesting takeaways from the testimony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Smollett said that he kept the noose around his neck because his creative, creative director told him to. So when the police arrived at Smollett's home about half an hour after the alleged attack, uh -huh. the actor was captured on body cam footage still wearing a rope-like noose around his neck and told cops, I just wanted you to see it. Uh. <laughs> on Monday, he testified that he had taken the rope off after he got back to his apartment but put it back on after his creative director, Frank Gaston, told him to. Why should I keep it on, Smollett said when he asked why he took off the rope. Frank told me to put the stuff back on not to mess with the evidence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use the word staged? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to call the police because he didn't trust the cops and didn't want to look weak. Mm. Um, the actor testified he would never, he would have never called the police after the incident because as a black man in America... I don't trust police. He also said as an ambitious actor, he hesitated over how it could impact his career. I want to play a boxer. I want to play a superhero. I want to blow stuff up. Smollett testified. The moment I got beat, I became a uh, who God is whooped. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't trust the police when you stage your own, your own attack. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't, want to call the police either if i staged the attack I, you don't want them nosing around trying to figure out what actually happened yeah that'd be annoying um. <laughs> you, you know yeah. i i was just gonna try to um you know i i think anybody who's honest would say this is harmful to the cause of racial equality oh for sure and you know, we can think to the recent Ahmad Arbery case. Mm -hmm. And when he was killed, he was jogging. And I probably don't know, but a small portion of the facts. But, you know, these three men who were trying to, I don't know, citizens arrest of a guy that they thought might be suspicious. You know, we went after everybody that we thought was suspicious. You know, based on what? I'd be coming after you every day. <laughs> <laughs> So the truth of the matter is, you know, this is a this was a pretty nasty case. Oh yeah. And these guys were convicted, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, the Smollett case detracts from this kind of genuine um, racial um, violence. And 
you know, we need to, you know, I, we can't say there is n no more racial crime. That's just not true. But we need to see each case for what it is. And, um, you know, there still are crimes like this, like the Aubrey case. And uh, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't have a climate that just jumps to conclusions and that makes everybody a hero who's been a victim in some way of these things. Yeah, it doesn't make you a hero mm -mm. to go through something. It, mm -hmm. We should feel sad for you, mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. And maybe try to make sure that it doesn't happen again. But you are by no means a hero. Mm -hmm. It is weird that we've done this. Mm -hmm. um, Kamala Harris, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery because <laughs> he really needs it. <laughs> he's gentle and kind, but he's also a liar. Oh, and you mentioned this. This was an attempted modern day lynching. Mm. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. We must. <laughs> Who said that? Kamala Harris. Kamala. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, and, and they like this. Yeah. They wanted it. it this was perfect for them. And I think he knew that. If I do this fake attack, mm. everyone's going to come on board to mm. defend me. Mm. Well, if something like this happened to a white guy, would would the president, would Kamala Harris, all these people, would they tweet anything? No, they wouldn't give a flip. You might not even hear about it in the news. Oh, you never would. Never. Mm. Um, it, people, two guys in Joe Biden hats, mm. attacking... Mm. and putting a noose like you know anything like that yeah. that's comparable you would never hear about it yeah well you know you know there's so much violence that occurs like at these protests antifa and proud boys oh, yeah. and again i'm not justifying one side against the other but nah. there's lives that are lost then plenty of police officers that are you know they they're just set up they calls you know they make a call for a cop to come out and they're just sitting at different places <laughs> ready to shoot them and he, you know, he dead on the spot. Yeah. And, you know, so, so many cases like this and they're not even in the news. Yeah, yeah. The real stuff that actually happens in Chicago, this has gotten so much more of a play mm -hmm. uh, the, over the stuff that is awful, that happens to kids. You know, I think it's almost as though in the minds of the left, when there's a report about something like this, just jump all over it. Don't even wait for the facts to come out. You know, if it ends up not being true, then who cares? You know, you got your points in. Imagine if they said, if this is true, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I think they would have been attacked for saying if this is true. Mm. Right. They would have. Right. So it's just, and then if they don't say anything, mm. why aren't you saying anything about the Jesse Smollett attack? Mm. Mm. So it's like they're in a tough place too, but mm. they've created this world mm. and they've allowed for it. And um, yeah, some. You know, I think one thing that uh, we heard on another, uh, one of the prior episodes, Brian Stelter was talking to the journalist, and he was saying that they they are really getting to be known for, um, at first it was journalists against the elites, and now they all defend each other, mm. and it's elites defending elites, and the journalists are very wealthy, you know, all this, all these things that I feel like I've been hearing recently. And it's mm. so true. We'll defend the celebrity. Mm. Oh, but the little girl, 
um, that died whenever she was uh, in a drive through line at a Wendy's in Chicago. Mm. And this guy just came and shot up the car and killed her. Mm. No. She's, she was nothing to us. Sure. We don't defend her. And the only people that even talked about it were the people on the right. Mm. Mm. So it's it's really, it's sickening. And mm. I'm not saying that celebrities' lives don't matter. Obviously, mm. they do. Mm. Um, but there's a preference there. Right. Yeah, it's just like uh, prosecutors have so much power in deciding what cases to prosecute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reporters have so much power in what news to report. And you never hear about what they don't report. <laughs> nope. You know, you could say, oh, why did they report that? But all the stuff they chose not to report because of what they chose to report is never mentioned. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, it's true. Um, okay, and let's play this. is from the Jason Whitlock show, and they're talking about just the, the big hoax that all this is. Mm. There definitely are people that pretty frequently stage these cinematic, high-profile incidents for whatever reason, to draw attention to often imaginary racism, to boost their professional profile, so on down the line. Yeah, I mean, so Jesse Smollett, first of all, has done a lot for my career. Uh, I actually sent him a signed copy of Hate Crime Hoax. Uh, In terms of of what should happen to him, I, I don't disagree with you, Jason. Very often in these cases, what we see is sort of a light slap on the wrist. The charge would be something like filing a false police report. Um, the, the sentence would be probation or community service. I personally feel that if you falsify a serious crime, like a sexual assault or a racial beating, you should get something close to the penalty that's associated with that crime. I mean, the Chicago Police Department spent something like $130,000 chasing down the imaginary attackers of this well-known black LGBT actor in the city. So, yeah, something uh, across six counts, when you say something like a sentence of six months, that that doesn't sound unreasonable. Well, Fred, how prevalent, refresh our memory, I know you've written a book, but how prevalent, pervasive, how often are we seeing these hate crime hoaxes? Is it as, because it seems like once a month there is one that makes the news cycle. It seems pretty prevalent. Well, I think there are kind of two questions there. First of all, when it comes to sort of the basic everyday allegation of a hate offense, someone claims they were beaten up after closing time at a cowboy bar or a tough black club. I mean, I I think that is true most of the time. What we've seen, however, is that the literal majority of these very high profile, quote unquote, racial hate incidents, whether you're talking about Jussie Smollett, Bubba Wallace with the noose in his NASCAR garage, Erica Thomas uh, verbally and I believe physically attacked in an upper end grocery store, you know, Air Force Academy, Duke Lacrosse, Nikki Jolly, so Grand Rapids, just so on down the line. Most of them have turned out not to be true Althea Bernstein, or at least not what they were presented as being. There definitely are people that pretty frequently stage these cinematic, high-profile incidents for whatever reason, to draw attention to often imaginary racism, to boost their professional profile, so on down the line. In terms of a hard number, putting together the book, Hate Crime Hoax, I was able to assemble a data set of 409 Um, nationally or seriously regionally reported major cases that had been described as almost certainly due to hate police report in the very large majority of the cases that had then collapsed entirely. 
so it, we're not talking about one or two incidents. I mean, that data set, which is available to anyone to request it, is now up over a thousand individual incidents. Those are contained in more than 600 what we call case studies. And again, those are concentrated in the past five years, almost all in the past decade. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. Well, I didn't realize there were those kind of numbers. So it really is becoming more of a popular thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we hear this, you know, let's think of the the recent Brianna Taylor one. And mm-hmm. everyone now mm-hmm. says, say her name, say her name. Mm-hmm. Brianna Taylor, Brianna mm-hmm. Taylor. And the whole narrative of that was just completely, mm-hmm. uh, it was that she was asleep in one room and uh, then the boyfriend um, he had a gun, but they just broke in without any right mm. to do it. And that story was completely false. They mm. were together. They had guns. Um, they were shooting at the police. I actually got to hear an interview with one of the cops that was shot, and he was shot in the leg so much that he could not stop the bleeding. Mm. Um, and they did have the right to go in. And everybody lied about all the details of that story. Um, the other one where... Uh, the, there were two girls and one was about to stab one with uh, a knife and the cops shot the girl who mm. was about to stab and everybody made that seem like that was a racist attack. Mm. Uh, no. And they were literally almost saying, you just need to let them fight it out. <laughs> well, o- okay. That's what the cops do. They just let people fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just so they could both end up dead. Mm. Mm. Like what, what are we doing here? Yeah, in that, it, okay, well, in that case, she kills the girl, so then we have a criminal that mm. needs to go to jail, mm-hmm. or that girl who's trying to stab is killed, and then we have a woman who should be free, able to walk and live a free life. Mm. So what's mm. a better alternative to you? Um, it, it's just, it, mm. it's really silly, and, and sad that this is happening because of what you said earlier. This kind of stuff does actually happen. Mm. And it takes away the power of those stories mm. to where now we hear these stories. Like if I, if I hear something on CNN, I'm almost rolling my eyes just not believing it from the start, which is sad mm. that it's gotten mm. to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got hoaxes and you've got genuine cases, but then many times the facts are twisted. <laughs> and in fact, it, it almost seems as though the media is trying to stir up you know, riotous violence. Yeah. And if they told it, told all the facts, people might not be so upset to riot. But, and and then what happens, it's the classic scenario. The case is presented in such a way that it causes great uproar. You know, even George Floyd. And then it makes it to court where everything is told. Every detail comes forth because... The defense has to defend. Mm-hmm. And the prosecution has to present evidence. So everything comes out. And then the jurors look at it, and sometimes they acquit because the facts just don't justify a conviction. And then the public is in an uproar because of the disconnect. The media told them one way. They weren't in court to hear every last detail, so they want to riot. Yeah, and, just like, and and then even ones that have nothing to do with race, mm, Kyle Rittenhouse, mm, just white people involved, only white people. Right. And yet this was somehow a race crime, and he was a white supremacist mm, mm, who killed 
two white guys and injured another, a white supremacist. Mm. You know, it's just, it can't all be about race. Mm. It can't. Mm -hmm. It can't. And we got to look past it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it is a funny story just because of the Jesse Smollett. It is funny just because at least nobody was like physically hurt and it was so stupid. And I hope that he's embarrassed. I don't think he is, sadly. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, he should be. And 130000 you know, I don't think is enough because I know how much he was paid. Yeah, well, I think that was all they could prove of actual damages by the Chicago Police Department and what they spent on it or something. But I'll tell you, you can spend a whole lot more than that on lawyer fees mm. just for that lawsuit. And I'll, another point I just want to mention is that the way the story ends is the attorneys say, we are most certainly appealing and believe this whole thing will be reversed. <laughs> so, and, and they seem very adamant about that. Uh, so, yeah, when you're, when you're stuck in a corner, well, where else can you go? Mm. You know, I, mm -hmm. in a way I get what they're doing and Hey, they're going to get more, uh, pay for, from it. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a ridiculous story. Um, but it's important that we know about it. It's how mm. I see it. Let's go to the verse. It's going to be first Thessalonians five verse eight. But let those or let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Mm. Yeah, sober. And then the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet. Uh, the hope of salvation. That's neat. It's unlike the Ephesians passage that goes through all the aspects of armor. Yeah. This just mentions some of it, um, but it's what allows us to stand. We really do need this armor in order to be, um, to walk in our salvation. Yeah, and the Lord Jesus Christ died for us mm -hmm. whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him mm -hmm. and yeah i i just you know i was even reminded today um it's like what do i have to complain about there's nothing mm -hmm. and of course i'm not perfect i know i will complain <laughs> in the future uh as much as i hate to admit it um but even as we're representing christ we have been saved someone died for us mm. so that we could have life and whenever we live in a way where we're just so depressed and pathetic and oh my life is going terribly we're not representing christ well mm. the christ who saved us we have so much to be thankful for god is mm. so good to us mm. and i usually i thank god for you for the rest of the family there's so much i have a job i have a steady income mm. i have this amazing podcast i have people that actually care to listen like, there's so much to be grateful for. I'm just, and when you live that way, I, I really do feel like it changes everything. It mm. changes your perspective. You get excited to see people. You get excited to talk to people. Um, and it's not fake. This is, it becomes, if you need to fake it at first, go ahead. But it will become genuine, which is amazing. Mm. So I, I'm, yeah, that, that is what Christ does to us. Without him, I don't know. We are Jesse Smollett. We are Jesse Smollett, and I'm going to have to pay you later to put a noose over me <laughs> and wear a MAGA hat, which I guess you could do. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed the show and um, learned a couple things. Uh, you have a wonderful day.